So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. Have you ever thought about quantity versus quality? And have you just ever thought that if you're having a lot of quantity, that there is no way that you're also going to have a lot of quality? If this is the case, then this episode is going to be for you. And this is going to just be something that might show you something and might just, you know, give you some light, you know, for the darkness you're in. It kind of just really sounds sad, but I... I didn't intend that to sound sad, but yeah, um, this is what the episode is going to be about, but as always, more after the intro. This is what happens when you're trying to make a cool intro and you haven't prepared anything, and yeah, this is then what it is. But yeah, with that being said, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics fucking podcast, and I'm pretty pumped to be here, you know, as fucking always. And uh, today, as I said, we're going to talk about quantity versus quality and or the uh, misconception that a lot of people have about quantity versus quality and or the correlation between those two things. But before I'm actually going into the episode, I do just have to say that this particular episode is available as a podcast, which means that you can just listen to it, which means that it is a way more efficient way to consume this episode than if you would actually be sitting here for 30 to, to 40 minutes actually and watch me talking about something. This is really not efficient. But if, if you're just choosing the podcast, you know, which is actually the audio-only version of this particular video, then you're able to do something simultaneously. You know, like you could be walking your dog, you could be cooking, you could, could be tidying up your room. You could be doing so many different things while you're consuming this episode, you know, while you're consuming just a lot of knowledge and or value and whatever this episode's hopefully going to be, but yeah, you know, it is just way more efficient, you know, and it's also way more efficient for your cellular data and or your mobile data. If you are on the go right now, if you are at home, this is not really something that you should uh, hopefully, you know, care about, but yeah, you know, let's actually move into the episode. Today, we're actually going through something that I wanted to go through before, but I, some sort of, maybe I have forgotten about it, but we're actually going through one of Gary V's articles. I guess this is actually the first time, but I'm not quite sure. I really am not, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, you know, because quantity versus quality is definitely something that uh, he has been talking about and has been talking about quite a lot in the past few, I would say months. You know, it's, it's probably not been a year, even though I'm not following him, you know, for, for such a long time. But I gotta have to say that he influenced me heavily, you know, just alone what I'm doing right here, you know, having a podcast, having and or making YouTube videos and whatever. This is just only because of him, basically. But yeah, um, I do just actually have to plug in my PC right now because I'm a little bit feared that everything is going to crash and die and then the episode is fucked and this is not really something that I'm looking forward to. Therefore, I'm just having to search for my cable. There it is. Plug it in. There it is, and now plug the other thing, the other end, into my PC, and now we're good to go. So quantity can be the gateway to quality, or quantity can be the gateway quality, a new way to think about content, and 
it is just really incredibly important. You know, it just really is an important thing to to just mention for everybody and or anybody that is producing content, whether it actually be something for social media or whether it be a book, whether it be something. It is just truly important, and a lot of th- a lot of people do not think about it, I guess, and a lot of people also do not know it, maybe. And or this is just something that you will only see if you are in a particular space of life, maybe, or industry, whatever. So people always ask me whether I prefer quantity or quality when it comes to content. And then there is a meme, and I'm going to read the meme for all the YouTube listeners and all YouTube watchers. They benefit from this visual content there is and the podcast listeners do just have some other advantages you know (laughs) so one guy says this guy creates so much content i wish he would do less but do it better and then there is another guy tweeted ig posted linkedin posted and whatever and there is also gary v looking at the guy that is actually posting and doing a lot of things and now gary v says but who gets to decide what quality is to me the answer is always both You want more quality and more quantity. I always talk about how the creative is the variable of success and I couldn't believe believe in it more. But if I really had to pick just one, I would go with quantity. Here's why. A lot of people think that quantity comes at the expense of quality, but I think it leads to quality. It gives you more opportunity to find out what quality actually is. So many of you are not posting because of your own subjective opinion about your content, not what the audience actually cares about. And the problem there is that you can't decide whether something is good or bad if you don't post it, if you're not shipping it, because you will never know unless you actually know your audience really, really, really good, like really immensely good. Then you might be able to kind of figure out before you actually post something if it is working or not. But I don't know, you know, we never know in the end, at my point of view at least. Therefore, posting it and then seeing if the content gets a lot of engagement, you know, and or if it is received good and or well, then it is good content. But if it is not received good or well or whatever, if it is received bad in a bad way, then it is not good content. You know, no matter if you spend 10 minutes or 10 hours on this particular post or video or whatever it is, in the end, it always comes up to your audience. And this is the, this is the point, you know? This is the point of this whole article. You know, it comes up to the audience. And if you're producing a lot of quantity, you know, if you're producing a lot of different content, you're able to figure out what they think is good content, you know? Because what you think good content is doesn't really matter, you know? Because you basically, maybe you are doing it, actually. You know, I've been thinking about it today actually in the morning, uh, if there is some people that are actually producing content for themselves and or content for people that are like themselves. And if you're really doing that, then your subjective opinion might be actually right. But this is really rarely the case. Therefore, posting it and then seeing what your audience says is just crucial. But I'm going to read, you know, I'm going to read along. So many of you are not posting because of your own, I've read that, Uh, The more content you put out for more audience demographics and segments, the more you can really understand what they respond to and refine what you're putting out based on actual data, instead of only depending on the subjective opinions of decision makers, which might be your own um, subjective opinion if you are in charge, maybe your boss is in charge and then it is his probably 
subjective opinion of the whole post and or content. Uh, so even though I believe the creative quality is the variable of your success, it is the quantity execution that becomes the opportunity to figure out what the quality is. The reason I have so many insights about content is because I've created a machine around me that allows me to listen at scale. It looks like I'm just talking, but it is let, but it's led to a level of listening that gives me such profound consumer insights. The next decade is the next decade is will be one enormous game of value of output and whichever companies figure out that game first and can execute it will pick up this proportionate market share. Um, I would actually say so, you know, the thing is listening is truly important and I, I do just always like, I always like it when I'm seeing just some correlations between life and social interactions and then business wise things or content wise things these are just really great i really like those things and i really like seeing those things because um are they coming up often i i wouldn't actually say that that it is often the case you know but definitely sometimes you know definitely sometimes you can see that there is some correlation between quote-unquote real life and uh, quote-unquote business life you know you probably know what i mean um but listening is truly important, you know, not only in just face-to-face -face conversations when you're talking to somebody else, because people like to talk about themselves most often. I know people that do not really like to talk about themselves. Then actually, even though, even though this is not always particularly true, because there might be some situations where they like to talk about themselves, you know, when it is about something that might and or probably is not really about themselves, but rather their opinion, about uh, their thoughts and those things, but not really about their personality and or life's family, all those uh, relatively private things. But uh, everyone just talks about themselves just at one point in time. And then listening to this particular person is just a really, truly good thing because people like other people that are listening to them, which is really interesting, you know, which is really, really interesting. So, um, think about it consciously, you know, think about it consciously and maybe even decide that you're going to listen more than you talk when you're talking to somebody or if you're having a conversation and or when you're having a conversation with somebody that might even be particularly important for you, maybe for your business life, maybe even for your private life. Um, but I also gonna have to say that if you're listening on just a business level and or just, um, but also just in a private level, you probably know more about people than when you would be talking a lot. Uh, even though talking as well is important, just in this kind of context as well, or especially, but if you're listening, you know what they like. If you're listening, you know what you should be producing so that they are going to like it, they are going to engage with it, and they are going to follow you and stay with you, basically. And it is really important and it just does make sense. The problem that I'm having is that, I don't know, I don't know if I'm actually a bad listener, which is something that I've been thinking about today actually, or if I'm just not seeing the insights or if I'm not seeing the things that I should be seeing because I don't know which content that I should pr produce, especially for example on Instagram. Um, on other platforms it is somehow like it does make sense, you know, because it just always have to be contextualized to the platform, you know. On Instagram, there's going to be different content than on LinkedIn and whatsoever. Um, this is actually a good insight, but in terms of the whole uh, audience, I am not having just a lot of insights. I at least think, you know, but I'm, um, 
I'm actually going to look at these things a little bit more and I'm going to talk about them a little bit more as well, you know? But let's move on with the article. More volume doesn't mean you post for the sake of posting. Creating more volume isn't about posting for the sake of posting. Having the post-production cap capabilities or the skill sets to create contextual, contextual content for the platform that matter for you, for example, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, etc., is equally important. Ironically, volume of content uh, inevitably makes your content more relevant to the people consuming it. Once a company or a brand accepts this framework for producing content, the next thought is, so, what are we going to say? Once you have the option to create so many pieces of content, you can start the process of making them contextual to specific audience segments. You can make content for, let's say, female CEOs in, or CIOs in Russia. And because you're making a ton of content, you're not going to make vanilla anymore. You're no longer depending on th two to three pieces of content to reach and convert everybody. Once you adopt this framework, you become deeply knowledgeable of how powerful these social platforms really are. For example, if I want to reach a CTO who went to MIT, I can use MIT colors in my creative to make it more likely for him and or her to click into it. Imagine being able to scale that concept over many job titles, locations, schools and organizations. You can literally make a piece of content that starts with, hey, are you 20 years old, 28 years old and it's uh, maybe even gonna work and it's probably going to work because there's definitely or probably somebody that is 28 years old and is following you and or is just consuming your content or is just seeing this particular post because having some people around isn't isn't that difficult you know everybody has some people around on their social media you know whether it be 100 people 200 people 300 people but actually having a, a real audience having people that are just liking your content having people that are engaging with your content having people that like what you're producing and that are looking forward to, to what you're producing and what you're putting out there this is at my point of view at least what's difficult you know and, and not that easy and, and this is actually the point where I am, you know, I need to listen, I need to see what they like and then I'm going to produce what they like and the variable to just maybe figuring out what they like is producing a lot of content and also a lot of different content, you know, because if you're producing the exact same shit all the fucking time, you probably, you maybe can see what formulations of words and what word constructions people like in theory but you actually have to monitor it, which might also be one of my problems, you know. I'm putting a post out and then that's quite it, you know. I'm not monitoring just how it is working, if people like it more than just some other post where, uh, where I've actually just used some other words and whatnot, but this is something that I should be doing and also you should be doing because these are insights, you know. People just like things and um, putting out things that they like makes sense if you actually also want to, to post that as well, you know, because often there's some kind of a thing like, um, especially for girls, you know, when they're posting just some half-naked shit, of course a lot of dudes are going to like that. And um, actually always when I'm looking up uh, a woman's page, you know, whether it be actually a celebrity or somebody that I just know, I always look for those pictures that are like a little bit more naked some sorta you know you know what I mean you know she's not wearing a lot of things and or maybe he she's just looking a little bit like more sexy and whatnot and I always look for those pictures to see if this picture actually has the most likes 
sometimes and then seeing it and then I just think like, well, yeah, th that's funny. <laughs> but sometimes it is actually not the case, you know, which is then something that I kind of find interesting as well, you know, but, but just look for it, you know, look for it maybe just on your sister's page or your cousin's page, whatever, you know, maybe you're actually seeing it. After a detailed conversation about this, you can imagine how fast 100 pieces of content actually starts feeling too little. Yeah, it actually is not that much. It really is not that much. You know, you're able to basically, in theory, reach 100 people with 100 pieces of content. And, you know, the thing is, a lot of people, like, of course, you know, some people have the same exact kind of opinions and those things, like, you know, we are not just, I don't know, like, I like design and there's probably, like, a million other people that like design as well. Just probably even more people. But yeah. If you don't have a team, start by picking the content formats you're the best at. If you had the option to go back in time and buy up beachfront property in Malibu for pennies on a dollar, would you do it? The answer is yes. You know, you would, and I would do as well, you know, if I knew that. The number one asset for you, no matter what you do, whether you are a financial advisor, whether you are in real estate, whether you sell sneakers or whether you're trying to run for mayor is attention. You need other people's attention before you can tell them what you want them to do or what you want from them. Attention is the singular asset and right now the attention of the world sits in mobile devices at scale on a handful of social platforms and the game is about communicating with them in written audio and or video form because we are consuming that. We're consuming, even though I would say like written is also kind of picture form because it's something static, something that we look at. But the thing is, um, Gary Vee doesn't even care about social media. The thing is, and uh, just the fact is that a lot of people are on social media. And if you're willing to get a lot of attention, then social media is a pretty good place to be at because there is a lot of attention. There is on different platforms, for example, also a lot of free attention, you know, a lot of free attention in terms of, okay, you don't actually have to buy for reaching a certain amount of people, you know, you can just put out content and people are going to see it because the organic reach is so good on some platforms, you know, not every platform, some platforms. Um, ideally, you would, uh, you would do tell all, I'm sorry, ideally, you would do them all but if you really don't have resources, think about what you're best at. Are you a great writer? Do you feel comfortable on video? Or are you more introverted and want to do a podcast? It doesn't matter what it is, just start talking and then start doing it a lot more. To produce 100 pieces of content a day, maybe 52 of those are just single tweets. Maybe 26 of them are Instagram stories and maybe one of them is a blog post and you're able to repurpose some of the text for your tweets. Maybe you write text posts or record, record short videos on your phone for LinkedIn. The volume will give you the opportunity to, to hit different segments and find out what messages the market deems as quality. For example, if you're a real estate agent and you're trying to sell a home, if you make one video, a 22-year-old woman who makes 100k a year and a 49-year-old woman with two kids making 47k a year are going to look at it very differently, you know, and they're also, um, maybe even don't, they might even not click on your content, you know, the second one and or the first woman because they're completely different, you know, they're looking for completely different things and uh, this is actually something that I... 
I'm, I'm pretty late at those things. I, I really am. I should have just looked up my insights. Just we, The thing is, we're having such a lot of data. You know, everyone that is having an Instagram page is having quite some data. You know, I know where all the people are from, the city, the state, um, the age actually, when they are just uh, on, just the best times for me to post then in the end. I'm actually having quite some insight, insights, but I've actually never been using them quite for just, I don't know. I just have not been using them for some reasons. I don't fucking know. And the thing is, it really does not matter what you think about your content. You know, if you think this video is super great and you kind of assume that somebody else is also going to think that it is fucking great, then you shouldn't expect that to happen. Like, it also won't be happening probably. You know, maybe it is happening because it is actually something that um, not only you like, but maybe even the majority of the people like. But uh, just be aware of that. Like, your opinion actually does not count does not count like your opinion is just really unnecessary it might it might even be just more of an burden factor you know it might even not be just such a good thing to to even think about uh, we have these platforms that allow us to target people at such narrow levels at scale the volume of creative helps you context the creative to different segments when i say things like hey california or hey mexico at the beginning of my video and run it in those areas they do this proportionally better which just makes sense which really just makes sense and i know for example on a podcast you know and if you're listening to this a lot of people seem to be from california and or at least this particular person that is actually listening to the podcast is from california i know that i've seen the stats i've seen the analytics which is to, to some degree is actually pretty crazy you know that i'm having so so many insights into people's lives and and whatever on the other hand, it is also pretty handy for me, in theory, if I would be using them. Then it would actually be a good thing for me. But since I'm not using it as I should be using it, it's uh, not really such a cool thing. I actually have to use it way more. Way, 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 way more. But yeah, um, the core question of the day... Um, I should actually look forward to, I, like, I should actually read them before. How often should you write down your goal physically? I don't know, like the thing is, if it is your goal and you're just really trying to, to thrive for it or strive for it, then it, it's going to be in your mind, you know, you don't really have to, to write it down, you know, unless it is actually something that you're not doing at this point in time and you're willing to do, then of course, writing it down is actually a pretty good thing. Um, actually also in a physical way, you know, so that you might have it on a post-it and you can just post it somewhere on your, I don't know, in your room so that you always see it and that you always get reminded because of that post-it is actually a pretty good thing. And I would suggest also to do that if you tend to forget those things and if you tend to kind of... Um, well, miss out on those goals that you actually intentionally or um, initially thought about or just uh, gave yourself and whatnot. So it definitely makes sense. And uh, the news of the day, I've actually uh, looked up the news. I guess sometimes I'm forgetting it, but most often I do just look up the news when I'm in the train, you know, when I'm in the train and I'm just, you know, riding to the place where I'm just attending school, then I'm normally looking up my, uh, the Google News and see what's going on there, you know, 
Um, most often I can see the same things, especially when it is about just normal news, like world news and what's happening in the world. Most often it's something negative, first of all. And second of all, it is probably also something like, um, like, yeah, you know, something that I already know, that I've heard and whatnot. But yeah, what can we see there? Can the Pixel 4 win back Google's camera crone? I guess so, you know, because they have been just doing amazing with the fucking software that they were able to just put into the uh, Pixel 3. It is insane. It really is insane what they were capable of doing uh, through algorithms and, and all those things. I don't even know what exactly they did. I think it is about algorithms, but I'm not quite sure. Google Nest Mini hands-on, another Google device. Bose is now visiting customers at home to figure out uh, the noise cancellation problems. You're probably not using Spotify, right? Here's how to get the most out of your music. Xbox Elite Wireless Controller Series 2 Early Preview. Possibly the best controller ever. Fortnite Chapter 2 is actually or launched. You know, it, it actually was pretty funny, you know, that a lot of people thought like, okay, you know, Fortnite is dead and uh, sad and whatnot. But it seems to be the case that they just were uh, preparing for Chapter 2 and or basically Fortnite 2 maybe even as well. Google announces Nest Mini with better sound and wall mount, still 49 bucks. So it's all about the Nest Mini, which seems to be some sort of a smart device, as Alexa is, I guess, from Google, uh, which is quite good. You know, a lot of people are feared uh, in terms of, or just a fear of their privacy, you know, going to be heard and whatnot by those devices. I don't know, we all have a phone, a lot of people have credit cards, so why would they actually care about your privacy? Just... In terms of that, of course, they can listen. Of course, this could happen. Of course, it also happened. But uh, but I don't know. Like, if you're having a credit card, everyone knows where you are, basically. And or your bank, I guess. Not quite sure. There is something about credit cards. Um, the Switch just can't handle Overwatch. People think The Simpsons predicted the Fortnite black hole. Apple releases iOS 13.1.3 with bug fixes for phone, mail, health, and more. Apple called out for sending data to Tencent. Which is always nice, you know, when your data just gets sent around and something. Uh, Stellaris Galaxy comment. Let's actually have a look. I'm only seeing Pixel 4s in the last few, uh, I don't want to say days, but weeks, I guess, more. Um... Can't I just have my science, please? Oh, there it is. My science. You know, let's actually see what science says. Maybe there is something interesting. Exotic fuzzy dark matter may have created giant filaments across the early universe. NASA denies alien life discovered on Mars in 1970. Or in the 1970s, which is Fox News from one hour ago, so it's probably gonna be right i guess young ice at the moon's south pole surprises researchers the mysterious case of nasa's missing 1.1 billion moon lander is it in the ice maybe for nasa's new suit ah, I, I actually i've actually seen that they have a new suit which is something amazing and they claim that it is going to fit everyone you know and it should kind of uh, make it possible for everyone to be in space and to, to travel to space and whatnot. And uh, there's going to be the first uh, full female or all-female spacewalk 
which is actually really late. Like, I gotta have to say, like, I don't know. It's really late, you know. It I, it just really was uh, kind of surprising to me, you know, especially when I'm reading it again right now, that it is kind of the first time just only women uh, flew up and just are, are walking there in space and whatnot. Really interesting. Really, truly interesting. Um... But yeah, you know, those new suits, maybe they're going to be great. The thing is, they have not been producing and or designing new suits for 40 years, if I remember correctly, which is just really insane, if you think about it. Like, I don't know, like, we're able to just use different materials right now, I guess, at least, which is something amazing, you know, which is really something amazing. You know, having new materials, maybe even lighter, maybe just way more flexible than they just used to be. Because, you know, I assume, you know, I assume that they weren't that nice to wear and that easy to wear and whatnot. I don't know. I think they have come up with just some pretty good things. I hope at least, you know, I hope at least for those people that are going to be in space in the next decades. You know, maybe it's also going to be me. Who the fuck knows? I'm looking forward to it. A little bit. <laughs> but yeah, this is going to be the end of the episode. And I wish you the best health of happiness and success. And I also hope that you're going to ask yourself and remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered. Which means your legacy. Which means being nice and being remembered as a nice person. Which uh, will work, but it's not going to work for... for In terms of like, not everyone's going to remember you as a nice person. Because we are so many people. There's got to be one or two or three or five or 100 people that dislike you or even hate you just by nature, just because it is what it is. But three other questions that I hope that you're going to ask yourself are why are you here, what are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most. And these three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea, you know, because often businesses started with fixing something and or having a solution for something that, uh, yeah, really pissed them off. And yeah, with that being said, please subscribe to the YouTube channel and also to the podcast if you've liked it. And I'm going to see you the next time. I hope at least.